0: you are now tuning in to let's be honest with host just jonda To Let's Be Honest. I'm your girl, Just Jonda, and I am excited to be here for episode 41. We had a little bit of a delay. Some things were going on this week, but you know I'm not going to leave you hanging for too long anyway. So let's get started. Today's episode, Girl Talk. The reason why I called it that is because all the news that I have. Today is about uh, some women in Hollywood, or in the case of one, we'll say Hollywood adjacent. She she probably thinks she's a little more Hollywood than she is, but doesn't matter. We're going to get into it and just see where it takes us. Now, this is probably going to be two parts because I'm going to have to dash out, but I want to get this episode up for you. See, giving you some of the behind the scenes stuff as well. I know, you like it. Okay, the first we're going to deal with, and I know he lying news, is Kelly Clarkson. Now, you're like, Kelly Clarkson? Kelly Clarkson's usually one of the most unproblematic people, especially in the Hollywood circles. I mean, do we even consider her really Hollywood? And I don't say that in a bad way. I just mean that there's just always an element of her that is still so down home, and she's been on lots of shows. In fact, uh, she has had quite a remarkable career, considering. <clears throat> excuse me. Considering she started season one of, of American Idol, and that was 18 years ago, and she has had some hits. She's had kids and just run the whole gamut of living her life. And in recent years, between her work on The Voice and um, guesting on shows, now she has her own talk show. She's one of the go-to people, certainly on NBC, to get her to host things. And I think part of that is because she does have this persona where she is so likable and and fairly unproblematic and she really does have a great voice this isn't one of those situations where um someone just gets tapped with the lucky stick and the machine decides to make them famous just because because there are some people like that in both the um acting world as well as of course, my voice decides to get a frog in it right before I come on, but we're going to push through, both in the acting world and uh, certainly music. Don't even get me started on that. The, I think I may have to do a whole episode on that. At any rate, the latest with Kelly Clarkson is that her husband, Brandon Blastock, and she are in the midst of a divorce, in case you didn't know. And the couple also has two children, ages six and four. Recently, um, and let's say last Monday, November 30th, Kelly did get a small victory in court in that she was granted temporary custody of the couple's children. And these are, I'm not sure, based on, they're two, one girl and one boy. And, uh we know Kelly always talks about her kids. She even sings uh, songs about them, etc. But what has got the conversation going isn't so much that because people get divorced every day. It is the fact that Kelly's husband, Brandon Blackstock, I think I said Blaylock. I'm sorry, Brandon Blackstock is asking the court to grant him $436,000 $436,000 a month in monthly spousal and child support. Now, is that really all that wild considering that um, we've heard lots a lot higher amounts from other celebrities no we remember the infamous mary j blige and kendu uh his request and i'll get into that in a little bit and then of course uh the current situation going on with uh dr dre and his wife and i'm one of those people who is quick to say that Everybody always gets so wound up about amounts that people who have far more money than you'll ever see ask for. But sometimes it's worthy of discussion just because it's like, mmm, for real? Also, this dude is asking for $2 million in attorney's fees when he's rolling into court with seven attorneys. Excuse me? Is that is that what we're doing today? And the thing that makes his, this situation with him even more worthy of discussion is because his father is in the midst of litigation with Kelly as well, because uh, Kelly was represented or did business with their management company, which is how they met, and he is, um, and and, uh, Brandon's A profession is listed as a manager as well. And they're in the middle of some litigation because of some bookings, and they're claiming that Kelly owes the company money. So there seems to be a little bit of double dipping. But I'm going to say this Dude, I think Kelly's got money. Okay. She, Kelly works. Okay. We see her working. But she ain't Dr. Dre. Okay, there's no billion-dollar deal for Kelly Beats with um with Apple. I'm thinking here Home Slice might need to adjust his expectations. Plus, if I have the kids and I'm offering to assume all of the expenses, which is the case here, I've got the money, I'll assume expenses. Less I gotta give you, they're my kids, I gotta support them anyway. Then what do you need child support for exactly? And I'm saying I'm going to assume all the expenses, even when they're with you, kids are my expense. I'll And, and I'm, I'm just going to give the quick roundup on this, especially given the business side of it. Folks have got to stop mixing love business with their business business. In particular, women. Use some of that money to buy a clue. And anybody who knows me knows that I am a woman's champion 24 hours a day, every day. But I'm also going to call us out on our foolishness. Because when it comes to this stuff, have you noticed yet that you don't see men handing over their careers to their significant others, or if they decide to marry someone who's involved with their career, that person is probably not working for them anymore. I mean, when Usher married uh, Tamika, yes, he originally met her because there was, um, she was involved in his career in some way. I think she was a stylist and all of that, And I'm sure if you're my stylist, I'm going to let you do that. But you didn't hear anything about her taking over. Uh Uh-uh. Usher's mama has always been the momager and she stayed up in that mix. There's just some things that you just don't do. Let's define these relationships, especially if they come in and they are career-wise. Beneath you. Now, again, I'm just talking about career. I'm not talking about as a person. If they work for you, they are an employee. Maybe possibly shouldn't remain so. It's going to cause other issues. But if they work for you, they're an employee. If they work with you, they're business partner. And then there may be some things there. But again, if they're your business partner, hopefully you've got the paperwork in order. However, if you get married to that person and their job becomes you, especially in after the fact, when we start hearing stuff like you were their only client or you were their most priority client, they couldn't really even give much time to other clients because of all the time that they gave to you, then you become Roseanne, Mary J. Blige, or Monique. And then I think you need to give them a call and ask them how that worked out for them because Roseanne ended up having to pay Tom support even after giving him a job as an actor and a producer on her show. Neither one was needed. Show was very successful without him. Roseanne was basically the queen of ABC at the height of her show which is why she was able to give her husband a job and and a producing gig. But did we really need to see Tom Arnold tweaking all over our small screens? No, it's nothing that he added. It's just kind of shoved in because he was her husband. We knew he was her husband. And he's kind of funny in his own way, but no, not needed. Mary J. Blige, hell, she's got to pretty much go around singing for Rent. To cover the expenses of paying what support the court did order her to pay, can do, which of course was nowhere near what he requested. I mean, this dude wanted her to pay support for everything from uh, his gym membership to his parents. And he cheated, allegedly. Monique, she's still with her dude. Sydney, or as she calls him, Daddy. And she's so twisted up behind him that she doesn't shave her legs. She thinks he raised her. She's in in an open relationship that seems to only be open for him. And she's still running around bitter with an Oscar that's about as useful as an iPhone 1 right about now. Plus, again, Kelly may have money, but don't we all kind of feel like she's She's a bit of a Bama at heart. I mean, I bet other than living where she needs to live for work purposes and, of course, the kids going to private school if, well, the older one, because that's just what you do when you've achieved a certain level of fame and for safety purposes, although not everybody, but maybe she does. I can't imagine that on a daily basis, other than, you know, maybe they live in a big million dollar home. That they were really living an over-the-top $400,000 a month lifestyle, even when they were together. Do any, of, do any of us get the impression that that's Kelly's style? I still feel like she, if she went to Kohl's, she would still look at the sales rack like the rest of us. She appears to be the type that would be the millionaire living next door to you, and you wouldn't know it until you looked up and saw her on television. You go, oh, that's the chick next door? I thought she looked familiar. Oh, yeah, I guess she is rich. She's Kelly Clarkson. Okay. So chances are he's asking the court to grant him money based on the lifestyle he wants to become accustomed to living, wants to become accustomed to living, not the one that they actually lived as a couple. Now, if you're just asking for a settlement amount based on what, uh, what each of you have earned during the marriage and her being the bigger earner, that's one thing. But when we talk about monthly maintenance, we're talking about maintaining your lifestyle. Now, when cases like this come up, inevitably people on my page ask me about a prenup. Okay, everybody knows I'm an attorney. They'll ask me, well, what about a prenup? Where's their prenup? Well, I would hypothesize in this situation that they probably don't have one. And the only reason I am going to guess that is because if they had one, at least. The support stuff, child support, it's, you know, can always change, but at least the support stuff as it relates to spousal support or or any type of settlement, those matters would already be agreed to in that prenup. I mean, there's really no point in having one if you don't deal with the money. And um given that he is in the business, he would have a harder time than some of these other individuals over the years. Kendo Kendo Isaacs, uh, who was married to Mary J. Blige, being one of the notable exceptions, although I still thought that was whack too who would be able to say that he was uninformed, he didn't understand, what have you, because whether he had an attorney in the room or not, and I can't imagine that if these two did a prenup, he wouldn't have. He would. He allegedly deals with contracts and stuff on a regular basis as he is a manager, and she's in the entertainment industry. So he, more than many, would uh, arguably, if I was representing her, should have um, done his due diligence and now can't come back and say, well, I was strong-armed. I didn't understand what I was signing, et cetera. But again, typically in these cases, especially the celebrity cases when all of their stuff gets splashed everywhere, if there was a prenup, we would have probably heard about it because part of the issue that would be at play here would be getting that prenup broken um, and the agreement thrown out. I'm not saying that there isn't. I'm simply saying that in the information that's been reported thus far, we haven't heard about one. Now, what is my view on prenups generally? Because again, when I get asked this question, I just go for it and I'm going to tell you the same thing that uh, I've told others that have asked me. Considering that 39 percent of that the divorce rate in the united states in 2020 um and i'm sure or prior to 2020 because it is going to go up most assuredly due to quarantine i mean the you call any of any divorce attorneys the phones are already bringing off the hook people want their separations they want their divorces and they want them freaking now um but just based on last year's statistics, considering that 39% is the United States divorce rate, and according to studies, because of course this stuff gets studied, actually higher in the entertainment industry. And I personally would posit that any situation where you have uh, two working people who are away from home for extended periods of time, that rate is going to be higher. Uh, as well, that probably very much on par with the entertainment industry, if not exceeding it. Having a prenuptial agreement, in my opinion, is just a part of the contractual agreement to marry. At this point, when you consider the statistics as it relates to the probable fail of this contract, and and I'm talking about the marriage contract, then. You probably need to build just, you need to build fail safes in that no different than you would in any other contract. You go to rent an apartment, well, there are conditions in there as it relates to how the lease is to be broken, what the penalties are, if any. Um, or just the way that you extricate yourself from that at once the term is up. Whatever it is, a good contract, a good one, a properly written contract defines what that contract is, when that contract goes into effect, or what conditions make it effective, and if it's well-crafted, how you, that contract is nullified, and the conditions upon which is go, it should be done, and more importantly, certainly as it relates to something like a divorce, what are the terms and conditions that surround it if we do decide to nullify that contract? I advocate that it should be as commonplace as having a will. And think about it this way. We don't want to think about physically dying any more than we want to think about the potential death of your marriage. And so people are like, I don't want to make a will, it makes me think about dying, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to do a prenup because it makes me think it makes me think about our marriage not being together and we're going to love each other forever and all of that. And we're going to stay together forever and, and, you know, the church says to death do us part and we're going to maintain those vows. I've been to many a church wedding that still ended in divorce, by the way. However, considering the odds, the death of your marriage may be just just as inevitable as your physical death. The only thing, the only difference is that one of them is for sure, you're definitely going to die at some point. And the other one, well, there might be between a 40 and 50% chance that it's going, that that institution is going to die. And by the way, that that statistic I gave you about the 39% is within the first 10 years. Folks are all in love and happy and the day is beautiful and all of that until it's not. I mean, that that just is what it is. Next, we really are going to get into some stuff. We have the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star, Erica Jane. Now named in one of the mounting lawsuits against her husband, Tom Girardi. Folks, this one is nasty and it's ugly. And wow, if these allegations are true, especially as it relates to who the alleged victims are, these folks have just poured all kinds of gasoline draws, uh, I mean gasoline on their draws, and when they go to hell, it is not going to be cute. I'll be right back. I'm back and next In part two, we have Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Erica Jane and her husband Tom Girardi. Now, this is one that I'm going to consider to be the deep dive in this episode because there is a lot going on here. I did take the time to pull the documents uh, from the uh, Federal Court of Illinois to um, actually read deeper into this to make sure that we really understood what was going on. So just to give you all a little background, especially those who don't watch these shows, but it's still a very cool story. So stay around is not just some uh, typical housewives gossip, especially for those of you who like the in-depth legal analysis coming from me. This is a great one. So just so you know who these individuals are, I'm actually going to start with the husband. Tom Girardi is an attorney uh, currently in Beverly Hills. Not really sure if that's where he's always been, but you can actually look him up. You can Google him and trust. It will come up. Tom Girardi, G-I-R-A-D-I, A-R-D-I, because he is quite famous as it relates to personal injury and really not even I mean saying personal injury is kind of diminishing his Achievements, although he's diminishing his own achievements when I tell you what's going on now He's a really well known in his firm for the large-scale Class action type stuff the go-to guy one of the most famous is the Aaron Brockovich Situation. If you all saw the movie Aaron Brockovich with, um, I mean, because that wasn't the case, but for most people, that's why you know what it is. Um, there's a movie called Aaron Brockovich. Uh, I believe that might have been the one that Julia Roberts got an Oscar for, but don't quote me. I think it is where she didn't play the attorney, she played, uh, I I guess, like the law clerk. And it was basically a case about um, toxic poisoning in a rural community, fairly poor. So kids were getting sick, people were getting sick. I mean, they were getting cancer. It was really bad. And of course, as typical, because unfortunately this isn't an isolated case no one was paying attention especially because the victims didn't have the money and and notoriety to make noise but the right folks made noise in this case came huge and a movie was made about it but in this case it's centered on um aaron brockovich who was. Uh, the character or the woman who went around actually talking to the people and investigating and making sure that the right people found out what was going on. And the attorney who famously litigated that case was Tom Girardi. So he is known all over and that is why even if an airline crash happens in Illinois or something like that. He's definitely going to be on the list of people you call because or he used to be because he's that guy. And even years ago, you you can find lots of pictures although Erica Jane looked hella different then. 22 years ago when they got married and of course it was a big deal that he was married, he was marrying someone 31 years younger than him uh who had I guess her son was about 10 at the time. But it's so funny if you look at her totally like, you know, she was kind of mousy. Then she sort of jazzed it up a little bit to at least become the lawyer's wife. And for a while kind of looked like she was the housewives of Meg Ryan. (laughs) And now, of course, she is the, I guess, club dance person that she is you know that this whole persona that she is now erica jane so leading from tom girardi i guess i already told you who erica jane is and uh for those of you who watch the show she is one of the current stars cast members whatever you want to call it of the real housewives of beverly hills and she um i guess she's some kind of Club singer she has this uh she always talks about her glam squad uh who come and do her makeup or whatever they're obviously people who are fans of hers um but is biting her on the butt what she claims she spends on it so she is uh 49 now and he is 81 i say if she's 49 she needs to slap the shit out of her plastic surgeons because in my opinion between the way that her face is structured and all of the dragorific makeup her squad puts on it actually makes her look older so combine that with a voice that sounds like she's had three packs of newports and she looks older than 49 to me but hey i'm black girl magic so our 49 looks a lot different anyway so <laughs> anywho just teasing so what is going on now well let me give you a little history because of conveniently they're not talking about this on the show over the past couple of years at least definitely within the past year and i'm talking prior to 2020 so at least twenty, uh, at least during the course of 2019, Tom Girardi and his firm, which is Girardi and Keese, but we're just going to call them GK for uh, the purposes of this, have been in the midst of multiple suits, a lot of them levied against him for mismanaging the funds of his clients, it, essentially not. Giving clients the money that they have, uh, that they know is supposed to come in on their case, whether it was because they won the case in court or whether it was because they settled on it. And these are, and it's not like his fees aren't huge because, again, as you know, as a practicing attorney, and I've done personal injury, your standard rates, and he may even charge more, your standard rates are at least 33% of the recovery if you settle or 40 percent if you actually have to go and argue and all of those expenses uh, that are involved are being charged to the client that 40 percent or 33 percent, respectively are charged are your fee those the expenses everything are charged to the client so just to put this into perspective if he has a case with a 100 million dollar settlement, his firm tends to uh, stands to recover a minimum of 33 to 40 million dollars. So it is not like these folks are doing this for free or out of the goodness of their hearts and there is a reason why you see big, fancy law firms in big, fancy buildings, and the attorneys do live well because if you are doing these types of cases, then the return on them is quite high because the higher the return is that you can get for your client, the higher the return is for you. These are not people who are just charging by the hour i mean sure if you do divorces and stuff like that you might and even if they do those kind of cases because of the level shall we say of the firm and just their cachet as a top law firm you're not paying the the normal 350 or 400 an hour rates that you're paying me you may be paying anywhere from $800 $800 to $1,200 an hour for a partner, okay, because those are partner rates, to work on your case. But again, this is stuff on a much higher level, and I explain all of that, not because of I'm going down one of my typical rabbit holes. I'm explaining all of that to put into perspective the fact that when we start talking about The embezzlement and theft of millions, litigation loans that are being made to the firm that are not being paid back. These are cases where there is more than enough money, typically, for individuals to walk away and still live well and maintain a pretty high dollar lifestyle without having to take it to the next level and not give the victims or families their money or to not pay your litigation loans and again for those of you who don't understand what that is because that's going to come up as well um those there are companies who actually loan uh law firms money to get through litigation, especially when it is high-dollar litigation, because you are not supposed to use one person's money for someone else's case. So if you have a big high-dollar case and you all don't have the money in operating to sustain it, then there are firms or banking firms that specifically deal with litigation loans in order to for lawyers to um, have the money to fight or sustain these types of cases. And typically, it is leveraged against assets that you have and what you more than likely are going to recover, especially if A, you have a good track record, and B, that they look at it on the front end and go, okay, this is a good case. You're going to recover, but apparently the other side is fighting you, and understandably so, insurance companies, yada, yada. So those are some of the individuals that are involved in this case, even as defendants. So on Wednesday, it was reported that a a case was filed by the Edelson Law Firm against uh several individuals. Now I'm going to go to the case itself. So it was filed against Thomas Girardi as an individual, his firm Girardi and Keith, as a partnership. Erica Girardi, aka e- Erica Jane as an individual, and EJ Global, which <laughs> that's messy, we're going to talk about, which is a limited liability company. So that's her company that I'm assuming she does all her stuff underneath. Girardi Financial which is uh, another company that Girardi had um, and some other individuals, David Lear, Keith Griffin, another uh, law firm, Johnston Hutchison, who was probably like of counsel with the case, uh, some other individuals and, uh, and one that's really interesting here, uh, California Attorney Lending and Stillwell Madison, uh, which is also a, um, a lending company so what is being alleged by the edelson firm is that they were and now i'm talking about edelson the edelson firm was a law firm who was brought into the case on the behalf of the victims who gerardi and keese were representing that they were brought in in more or less sort of partnership or junior partnership with uh gerardi and keese to deal with the case as it became as it got close to the end they were uh, they're obviously a firm who seems to specialize in um, the actual settlement negotiations and, and bringing a case to settlement firms who are adept at, I would imagine they probably have quite a few accountants, maybe even some doctors, uh, if not as a part of the firm, then certainly related to the firm that help them to ultimately break down what should be owed, what it is that you should really be fighting for when it comes down to all of this. Okay, you potentially have these individuals at the settlement table, what is it? that we are actually talking about here in actual data we have looked at all 189 victims and this is what should be owed so they came in towards the end of the case and participated in all of that and as of early 2020 the case was settled. And of course, they would know that because that was the part of the case that they were most involved in. Now, the case itself, I'm sorry, I, I skipped over that. There was a, a plane crash, Lion Air Flight 610. This was a crash that happened in 2018 and 189 individuals died. So the lawsuit was on the behalf of the victims, families, widows, et cetera. So this is huge and the case ended up being against Boeing. And we know Boeing is the manufacturer, so apparently through the investigation phase there must have been something that pointed to the fact that this was Boeing's fault. That this situation rested on the part of the actual um of the actual plane maker so we know that and we don't really have to get into that much as it relates to this so what is being alleged here by edelson now he edelson the edelson firm is suing on the behalf of their firm but the outcome of this case certainly impacts the victims and the edelson firm does repeatedly say that throughout the case they do not um they make clear that yes they are suing uh on their be on their behalf because they are owed fees and they have a legitimate right to sue but of course proving those allegations the allegations as it relates to what happened to them this would obviously have greater implications as it relates to the victims because part of the allegations that the edelson firm is making is that the victims weren't paid either so the reason that erica jane is uh lumped into this both as an individual and her company is because the lawsuit alleges that tom by virtue of his law firm embezzled the proceeds of settlements that should have been directed towards his clients and that's as i said an allegation that's been going on quite a bit but in this particular case um the widows and orphans who lost loved ones in the tragic crash of lion air 610 in order to continue funding his and erica jane's uh quote lavish beverly hills lifestyles so some of the specific things that are um that are complained here complained of here is that uh let's see um that tom girardi himself and his law firm gk are on the verge of financial collapse and locked into a downward spiral of mounting debts dwindling funds they owe different people and this is coming directly from the complaint itself and interestingly enough none of this gets talked about on the show but that's a discussion for a different day and they have said that they um that they presently owe tens of millions of dollars to clients lenders co-counsel settlement administrators experts and that they have tried to forestall the payment of those debts by making promises to people excuses misdirection and as alleged by Ad- Edelson, outright fraud, and they specifically say at the heart of the deception is Girardi himself and his funding, as they call it, the quote outrageous lifestyles for him and his soon-to-be ex-wife Erica Girardi or, or Erica Jane or Erica Girardi. Um, just saying that these two have been on they this suit is actually quite interesting and, and really interesting to read because they get into the fact that these individuals put their lifestyles on television and it centers around the larger than life extravagances of the cast members of which they are and that to keep up that celebrity status um beyond just being an attorney they need to project this image right so he gives her a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar Lamborghini they live in this house in Beverly Hills um she claims that she spends forty thousand dollars a month in glam and clothes and being all made up and the other piece that is really uh shady to all of this is that allegedly Tom funded Erica's company, EJ Flow EJ Global, by transferring tens of millions of dollars into that company. Now, of course, suspected that you know then they could live off of those funds, but and and that his business quote loaned Erica's company that money, but Tom is the only shareholder of that company so there's also alleged shell games going on moving things around it really sounds uh as you get deeper into it the robbing peter to pay paul type thing paying some of your litigation loans so that you can still take out others and paying uh, certain creditors but not others creditors who the suit alleges which is why they're involved that they should have known that these funds were for ill-gotten gain because if you have someone who owes you money or is trying to get money from you uh you have access to find out what's going on them f- With them financially especially lenders because you could just look it up you can look up it uh, you have access to their credit reports and everything they've already signed off giving you the right to pull up all of that stuff so you can pull it up and see wait a minute this person's entire financial being including their firm is circling the drain but suddenly they're able to shoot me a million dollars to get me off their back now as the lender are they going to accept a million dollars well probably so because again as lenders they've got things they've got underwriters and things that they need to appeal to so essentially as it relates to the lenders and some of the other individuals involved with this, let's just say they are being sued for turning a blind eye in a situation where they probably should have known better than most what was really going on here and where their money came from. Now, I think it's going to depend on the judge in terms of, Whether or not he holds the lenders to a higher standard of knowing, I suspect that they could run into a judge that does that because if you are in certain professions, you are held to a higher standard. I'm held to a higher standard than the average person going into a courtroom because I'm an attorney. Even if I'm the defendant, I am held to a higher standard and while it may not be something that is said it's just something that's understood i understand that walking in and i get it when that judge looks me in the eyes i'm being held to a certain standard um this suit it i mean the the complaint is so messy it even goes deep into talking about the lyrics from one of her songs where she says, "is expensive it is expensive to be me. In fact, the lawsuit even alleges that the couple's recent divorce announcement is all a part of, the, of a scam so that they can separate assets and hide them, especially since Tom already has pending suits. I'm, inclined to buy that quite frankly. I mean I I'm, I'm gonna tell you even on the F and D page which I refer to it all the time and you'll see it in the comments if you want to join. We talked about this back when the divorce was first filed and one of the comments that came up consistently and these are from uh people who go to my page who are very mature. We call it pop culture for the grown and sexy. So uh you know these are folks who have been married for years and all of that that have been clear and of course they didn't know about the financial stuff i had to explain that to them but if you have a couple where the wife is 49 and living her best life un pretty much unfettered by the husband he's 81 and like it or not is not long for this world plus he's got uh, he has a lifestyle of what may appear to be fun but tremendous stress in terms of a stressful career and still actually working uh at 81 in this stressful career and moreover dealing with a tremendously stressful situation even before this current suit and i can't imagine there could be even concerns or there should be if there isn't Some concerns at some point that there could be criminal charges coming his way, at least white collar for some of this, because right now we're just talking about civil cases. Um, There is, uh, why would you divorce him? You've been married for 20 some odd years from what we've seen of you two on the show, and we know that's only a snippet of their lives, but again, uh, he seems, you all seem to do your own thing. Uh, there's some people said they don't even necessarily live together all the time. They both travel, maybe not during COVID. She works. She was playing Roxy Hart at one point. She does her club appearances, peers in Vegas, what have you. There's even some rumors about him having a young boo thing, which would make sense. He married somebody 30 years younger, so obviously he likes Women of a certain type, i.e., a lot younger than him, and 20 years later, perhaps even a lot younger than his 49 year old wife. So don't hit player hit game. Or actually, you could hate the game. It's pretty gross. But whatever. It's what happens. We know it's what happens. And just like there's a 25-year-old out there who will get with Jermaine Jackson, there's a 25-year-old out there who will take one for the team with Tom Girardi to make sure that she and her friends get free drinks and shopping sprees I I really can't hate because ultimately he's 81 and savvy. He knows exactly what's going on and if he's if if he's willing to buy it then I can't hate on anybody willing to sell it. Anywho my point is there was quite a bit of talk about why they would even waste their time and energy And uh, going through an actual divorce process if everybody's fine with just doing their own thing and occasionally appearing on the show well she's a regular but sometimes him and you know whatever that lifestyle brings them so I posited then that it could be because of some of the financial issues that he has going on. Now, if we're going to stick with the with the housewives world in a much smaller, less criminal, and quite frankly, less morally repugnant way, I would use the potential example. Of course, they'll deny it, but I'm going to use it anyway. Of Nene and Greg Leeks. Nene and greg post season one like pretty much everybody on that show at the time not in subsequent seasons but certainly after season one you got more the flavor of the the fact that none of the atlanta girls on that season with the exception of deon snow who didn't return had real money deon snow of course having money because of her husband um, still being an active basketball player at that time. But the rest of them really didn't have much. I mean, we knew Sheree didn't. We knew that Kim was living off Big Papa, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the point is, Nene and Greg's was one of the ones that blew up uh, right after the show because word was that their house was being foreclosed on. The business that he was in, I think it may have been mortgages or something like that, was going under, et cetera. So they wrote out season two. Nini, of course, being the breakout star on the show immediately, she started getting appearances, other jobs, as we know, by season three or four, decided to go Hollywood. But the point is, it, it doesn't matter what she did specifically. The point is that the money was coming in. Her 15 minutes was pretty hot at that time. Although to be fair, the fifteen minutes have stretched out to thirteen years, but whatever. She, it, she was definitely hot and, and hotter than than she is now. Just kind of making the crying uh, uh, the crime talk show circuit. She was everywhere, getting commercials, parts in plays. Uh, she definitely was a favorite of Ryan Murphy, giving her a little recurring. Uh, roll on glee and then the new normal and all of that bottom line is money to chain was coming in best thing to do is to not be tied to the person who while he may have initially funded your lifestyle he's got situations potentially mountain mounting debts and whatever what do you do you get divorced you get divorced then everything your corporation everything that you form at that time then is under your name and it is formed while you are not marrying that person you get remarried you do a prenup keep everything separate or whatever because remember that whole we're not together thing was what a season before wedding was being planned with a wedding special which i'm sure funds were negotiated directly to her and whatever llc or llcs that are connected to her so it makes sense in that case, it was just on a smaller scale. But again, since we were using housewives examples, I just gave you one. Of course, they'll claim that it didn't have anything to do with it, but I just fe- I just feel like it has that kind of feel to it because the divorce out of the blue, uh, the fact that he was going through the financial stuff didn't make any sense. And it seems that Um, she and Kyle Richards have a a sweet little unspoken agreement with Bravo, although I don't know how they're going to pull this one off, but at least up until this point, a a sweet little deal with Bravo where as long as they basically found somebody to mean girl an entire season and make that their storyline, that the show would not, them to deal with and show what is really going on in their own lives which is Tom Girardi and his crumbling financial empire which certainly affects his wife and in the in the case of Kyle Richards which is why I brought her up the fact that Mauricio and um, uh, that Mauricio's financial situation is real shady right now too. Um, although who knows we may get a sneak peek a little at least a little sneak into that coming up only because uh her sister Kyle Richards Kathy Hilton's coming on next season and there's still a little bit of bad blood between the husbands because of what Mauricio did when he left the husband's real estate firm anyway a bit of a rabbit hole but that was just a few nuggets for my housewives fans the bottom line is these two are accused of some messy stuff and and it appears to go beyond him uh tom just doting on his wife with a nice home and some material luxuries helping to fund her coming out of the blue from uh mousy red uh mousy meg ryan i mean you've got to see these old pictures to erica jane with the voice and uh, attempting to be this uh you know dance club princess at 49 so even if she's making some money now we know where it came from and hey game is game it is what it is so these two are accused of far more of an elaborate scheme of shifting funds from their respective corporations uh their shady loans and actual theft from very sympathetic victims i suspect that given that this has been his wife and child of 20 years that the slant that will be put on this that we will see in interviews and all of that is that she did not know. She had no reason to know. She never worked at the law firm, never had any dealings with any of those clients, all of that. That's actually a good defense. Hell, it's its, it's really the best defense she's got. But quite frankly, it, again, looking at Housewives history, that didn't work for Teresa um, in a bankruptcy court. She and she went down right along with Juicy Joe, and the difference between Teresa and Erica Jane is Teresa never professed to be smart. In fact, watching the show from start to finish, it has been a living breathing testament to the fact that this woman, while she has certainly figured out how to make lemons and the lemonade between the the surgeries and the cookbook and all of that she is never going to be accused of being smart many other things but being a a brain trust of any kind is not one of them and a judge still held her responsible for knowing or at least having a reason to know that all of this was uh, that all of this was going on and in the case of erica girardi while i think it's an excellent defense that she never had anything in particular to do with his law firm which which I do think is a great defense um i think that it is she's going to again fall under that umbrella of um if she didn't know she will be held to a standard of having A reason to know or that a reasonable person in her situation should have known especially and even more particularly when it comes to the money being shifted in and out of her EJ global corporation unless again somehow they are able to prove that that was Uh, one of several shell companies that was set up that she didn't know about this one just happened to bear her name but if she was in any way involved in the operations although that doesn't sound like they were really operations it seemed like it was just a shell for money but how whatever it is if she was in any way involved in that her name her, her signature on anything any alleged meetings or quite frankly if any of the contracts that she signed for other things um like her appearances were put under uh ej global which would make sense especially for tax purposes then that's where she's going to run into issues. So we'll definitely be watching this. Hell, we'll be watching it whether we want to or not because sooner or later and I I suspect sooner, we are probably going to see her doing some interviews. I wouldn't advise it, but there are there's a lot of things that I wouldn't advise these days in terms of Folks talking when they have litigation going on um you never know though because they have been fairly closed lip about it and this situation is extremely serious and i do think that there is a danger if not for her then certainly on tom's part that um for as many allegations that they are here If even half of them are true, especially as it relates to this money being shifted back and forth and it being traced to his client accounts, then there could be the danger for some criminal liability. So it'll be interesting. Their tack throughout all of this is to keep it pinned down and buttoned down in terms of not saying anything. I guess we'll have to see if that's what they do. The smart money would be keep your mouth closed, but uh, it, also wouldn't, it also would have been smart to live whatever lifestyle you want to live and not flaunt it on reality television, especially a well-watched one. So, you know, smart is all relative when uh, so-called celebrity status comes into play. So that's all i've got on this one because we know at some point there will be some additional information on it and i will certainly keep following the legal piece as well um and because again this camp this complaint reads pretty great in fact i think i'll be able you know what i will um link it i think i can link it in the comments so uh, not the comments the um the info for this episode just in case you want to read the complaint yourself it's not hard to read it all it's 30 pages but don't let that intimidate you if you read like the first five or ten that tells you everything you need to know okay so finally we're going to deal with our last uh girl our last girl talk person and um This next one is just pretty damn annoying. And I'm I'm just going to tell you from the jump, I don't plan to be very objective and will probably take a few privileges in that one. So I will see you coming up for our final, well, not see you, (laughs) you'll hear from me coming up in our final segment. Stay tuned. This is your girl Just Jonda and we're at our final set at our final segment of girl talk. Now, I'm going to have to tell you, I'm going to have to exercise some editorial privilege here and say once again, maybe not to you, but I've certainly said it on my D page that Lisa Ray, actress or whatever she does, gets on my last good nerve. Now, I'm not talking about Ola Ray from the thriller video or Ray Charles, you know, prolific singer and all in musician. I'm talking about Lisa Ray, who I guess her movie claim to fame is still the Players Club. And she's been in several little shows. I would say if we had to categorize her, where she is on the list um maybe c list and i'm talking c list for black actors because we know let's call it spade a spade the scale is different so she's not even someone who is a crossover actress and i would still put her on the c list but before i go any deeper uh i want to introduce my special guest for this particular segment. She and I have been talking about this for days because of some other things uh, regarding this woman, and I just had to bring her in for this because you know she was worried I was going to get her blood pressure up. And this is my girlfriend Frida. She definitely falls in the category of lifelong friend. I've known her. Longer than I want to say, I she is actually the mother of my oldest godchild, and I won't say how old he is, because again, that just reveals too much. So, Frida, welcome.
1: Well, thank you so much. And as always, you are totally above and beyond, and I love it oh. all the time. Oh. Thank you, love.
0: Thank you. That's her way of telling me that I'm extra. But... <laughs> she does it in a loving way so um i i gotta say to you frida uh this is somebody that i've never truly cared for and i don't see this changing anytime soon and a lot of it it's really recent because before that i didn't pay her any attention one way or the other did you
1: i have to agree with you i mean i really really didn't when somebody disturbs my spirit, <laughs> and I go with the word and hear how I'm saying it, my spirit.
0: Yeah, you you have, just
1: ignore I them. Gotta, well, you know what? Now I gotta talk about it and get over with you, but I don't ever have to deal with you again. And so I had to call you, my darling.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, and and we know last week, clearly Ayala tried, although we know it was taped probably before the pandemic. Ayala tried to fix her life, but apparently she's still out there clowning. But to be honest, we saw on the episode of Ayala, by the end, Ayala gave up. She was like, you know what, here goes some books and stuff. And um, yeah, y'all not ready. And so I can't even be mad at Ayala because she knew when she was beat. She was just like, you know what? I can't.
1: And a good woman does.
0: And so the most recent stuff as it relates to Lisa Ray, um, because there's always something. Several weeks ago, she was uh, going off on her sister, the brat, on the show. So I'll tell you why she keeps coming up. Now, Lisa is on a show that comes on Fox Soul that is basically headed by... Claudia Jordan, who's doing well, has several shows on Fox Soul. And um, she has a panel show that has Lisa Ray, Selena Johnson, and Vivica Fox. I can't quite remember the name of the show. Do you remember Frida? Uh
1: Cocktails with
0: Queens. Okay, Cocktails with Queens. And so recently on Cocktail with Cocktails with Clean queen, Queens, they were just having some relationship talk, random talk. It's, it's, again, it's for, uh, African-American women of a certain age, uh, late forties, early fifties. Um, I think definitely in the case of Vivica, I know Vivica is in her early fifties, not sure about Selena. We know that Claudia is the baby of the group. She's in her forties, but like early forties um and lisa ray uh i just looked up her age i think she's like i think we're the same age so she's in her late 40s and um they were just you know having some grown-ass women talk which is which seems to be the appeal of the show and somehow they got on the topic uh, and again i can't remember uh about halle berry and i could care less about halle berry in terms of what she does, like, yeah, we know. That, I mean, other than her career, her love life, however messy looking from the outside, because again, we're on the outside. Um, other than, but in fairness, have we ever heard Halle Berry get into any mess with anybody?
1: Frida. Yeah. yeah. Most
0: I mean, in fact,
1: you would go after another woman,
0: and a woman who, and a woman who seems to be unproblematic.
1: That is none of your
0: business. Yeah, but doesn't it seem like Halle Berry? Say what you want about the whole love life thing, but I mean, people's love lives can be messy. And really the only reason we know about hers is because she's famous. But as far as going through some things with a man and how is that new for anybody? But, it's, but I can't hate on her as it relates to that because I'm looking at the person who, is just wholly unproblematic from what we have seen. Um in fact, as it relates to women, she is always, you know, trying to pump up black women in Hollywood, et cetera. And that notwithstanding, let's just call a spade a spade. Her career is on a whole other stratosphere mm-hmm. than Lisa oh, Ray.
1: Yeah they're not
0: even in oh. the same universe okay mm. i mean i think a girl on my page put it best when she basically said bond girls don't get in the sandbox and play with players club girls yeah. mm. and call it what you want call it Messy, call it elitist, call it what you want. It is what it is. You're both in Hollywood, you're in the same general age range, and somebody is one place and somebody is another. And uh, you don't have to like it, but it is what it is. Terrence Howard could have been a Will Smith, but he seems to be a bit of a nut, and so that didn't quite work out. So they're in two different places. Both of them still higher than Lisa Ray, but still. <laughs> so there is, there is,
1: and I'm going to check you for it, but not right now because I got class.
0: Okay. There is Hallie and Taraji and Viola and Lupita, and then there's Lisa Ray. And I'm not talking about those individuals in terms of their acting skills. And Mary. Mary. Oh, yeah, and Mary. Well, Mary's on a different stratosphere uh, because of her career generally as an entertainer. However, you're right, because she did cross over. We're talking about Mary J. Blige. She has crossed over to acting. And in the 10 minutes she's been doing it, still higher than Lisa Wright. So, which is
1: And then everyone she's wrong, and I'm gonna check her later with that class. But,
0: <laughs> Monique, problematic and a nut, still higher than Lisa Ray. <laughs> so, now, that's
1: just sad, and I'm not gonna check <laughs> you later. But.
0: Now, I'm gonna stop talking about your beige balloon head friend, and and I'm going to say what she said. She went on that platform and said, and I quote, Halle Berry cannot keep a man because she is not good in bed. Who says that about another woman? Do you know her personally? Have you slept with her? That what What part of her cat have you been wrapped up in? Please explain. Because I clearly missed that piece of gossip. Or maybe that was the one thing that she hasn't told to TMZ. And I'm talking about Lisa. Well, well let me be honest about something. I had an aunt who does not follow blogs or anything like that because she's
1: not tech. When I mentioned it to her, she's 70 years old. And she said, well, what did Lisa Ray get married again? Because I thought she got took for all her money and
0: said I'm going to say to your aunt, boom, boom, and boom. That's I mean, that's basically what it is. And
1: she said I had to think about it
0: yeah and and granted we could say so much about that ignorant ass wedding that was completely disrespectful to the citizens of the island that her ex-husband stole from Turks and Caicos where they didn't um where they didn't use the local artisans not even to make the cake did, flew in flowers from other places to an island that is tropical. But that spoke more to him than to her, because even if the person you're bringing into the mix is ignorant, you're supposed to straighten that out. But we also saw how he rolls because he went to jail from stealing for stealing from them and putting some of the money in her account to try to hide it while he did it. So that's why she came back with no money.
1: been managing many women while doing it
0: uh yeah we could also fill a book with everyone he allegedly openly and notoriously slept with including people she knew i.e the whole beef she has with nicole murphy which nicole murphy seems to be ignoring now we're no fans there but I, I'm always impressed when someone, uh, when one person is super bothered and the other person is completely unbothered. Even if I don't necessarily like the unbothered person, it's still cool. And, well, I, well, I like
1: Nicole.
0: Okay. And, you know, that's a whole like other Nicole.
1: show. I like Nicole because she's unbothered. And I like Nicole because she bothers Lisa Ray so much. And Lisa Ray bothers my
0: spirit. Well, and that's a good reason to like her. Excuse me. And let's not forget, Lisa also claims that the affair was facilitated by one of her former co-stars slash friends, Dwayne Martin. So there's just nobody around you who seems to really think much of you including your sister who when she found happiness and decided she was ready to be herself and uh, express love for who she loves instead of worried about other people caring about how she loved guess who she left out of it you something tells me there was a reason for that Especially after seeing the Ayamla thing, but yeah. I
1: didn't see Ayamla, but it absolutely was. She's mean-spirited.
0: And it was funny because the ladies on the show who are all very outspoken, I mean, we have seen Selena read, write, and erase mofos. I mean, I remember when she gave Nikki Gilbert the reading of life. We know that Claudia Jordan can read because she's one of the few people who has shut down NeNe Leaks consistently. And it goes without saying that Miss Vivica's got a tongue with a knife on the end of it if you decide you want to try her. And all three of them were like,
1: oh. That is true. That is true.
0: Didn't you see all three of them go,
1: uh it, <laughs> it was, <laughs> like that.
0: Yeah
1: we thought maybe Selena was gonna slap her.
0: I think Selena at this point is over it because after she got feisty with Selena, when Selena was trying to smooth things over with the brat thing, I think Selena's like, look, I have already been on Ayama trying to fix my life. I do not have time for somebody to take me down that road again. And we see that Selena's got that body unbelievable. She's, uh, I've seen that she's loving up on her man. Selena ain't got time. I've I've, I've been watching uh, Selena make moves, and we're talking about Selena Johnson. Uh, I've been watching her make some moves in the past couple of years, not to mention the fact that I love her voice. She's another one of those underrated artists who doesn't get the shine she deserves. And um, she is... She... Yeah, I I think she completely threw them off, and then she's going to say because she heard it from somebody. Now... Now Hallie's light, night, light, nice, nasty response is really—it was really the best. And again, Hallie don't get involved in none of this, but everything, ev- everything. But I loved when she literally added her on Twitter and pretty much was just like, "Ask my man," and put the man's uh, Twitter on there as well. Like you want to ask him, here's how you get in touch with him.
1: And then she put on something like, he'll tell y'all. Yeah, that's what she said. She said, he'll,
0: t-, that's what she said. She said, ask him, he'll tell you. And left it at that.
1: y'all.
0: And she left it at that. She did not take it all over the place that was it and there was a lot of people in in Hallie's feed like you know giving her the thumbs giving her hands up like yeah Hallie yeah and you know that's the way you do it and all that and that's great and I'm sure she was very accepting of that but again because she does not get all messy like that she wasn't even she didn't even feed into the people who were actually giving her props she just let it go. But I think I'm just going to drop the mic. Uh, she really did. So I think I am just going to say this with a, it just from the bottom of my heart, this is my advice to Lisa Ray. Darling, and I say this with all sincerity, if you don't go sit your plate out, who cares that you're wearing white, dated, skinny Al Sharpton, non-microphone chasing, the only thing people know me from is playing an old stripper in a C-Flick movie ass down and wait for the brat to call you, I'ma know something. Amen. I, I think that's all that needs to be said. And my audience doesn't hear me usually go off like this, but I'm telling you, it wore me out to hear another sister say that about another. And it's not even the fact that it's Halle Berry per se, although because she is typically so unproblematic with other people, that does stick in my craw a little bit but it's not even about Halle is just the point because we could have an entirely separate episode about Halle Berry and how I feel about the Oscar on her shelf and her acting and this and that and the third That's a whole separate conversation. We are talking about just saying something nasty about another person, woman to woman, based on something that you may have heard somebody else say who probably never got in within sniffing distance of whatever Hallie has going on between her legs one way or the other. So
1: that makes it even crazier. Every time I try to get closer to the Lord, closer to heaven.
0: There's always somebody.
1: But me back. And that, Heather, with her mean spirit and self, has done too much. And for that reason, I must come release her.
0: I know. You just got to go... You know, she's. I would say that she needs somebody to lay hands on her, but they might choke her. So maybe, maybe just pray for from a distance. Since you, since you, my praying friend. No, she likes that.
1: So no. uh, Well, we don't
0: know, cause again, that's the whole point. We don't know or want to know what goes on in her bedroom. But I will say, and this is coming from one of my much older followers. Probably not quite your aunt's age, but still much older than me because she was one of my mom's friends who follows me. And she said, I don't know much about Hallie and I don't know much about Lisa. But what I do know is that we know for sure that just since Lisa's uh, divorce, Hallie's had at least three men that we know of. She's like, so if you want to, she's like, now take it for however you want it. She said, but it, we at least know that much. Now, you can call that good. You can call it bad. You can call it whatever you want to. But it, it speaks to at least whose date card is full and who might actually need a date. And I in the emphasis on the D in date so that they could maybe get right sometimes just a little bit might calm you down. Or maybe, <laughs> or maybe she needs a visit from the honeybee. You know that the honeybee from Bedroom Candy by Bubbles and Honey has lots of toys on sale for Christmas. So maybe I should send her the link. So What do you think?
1: I don't know, I don't know but I did like the copy because
0: she stole the sheet She did what? I'm sorry.
1: Fisica said the next day we went and surprised her with all these gifts and took her shopping. And I was like, "You a better bitch than me?" Because we had to have a conversation before I took you out.
0: Yeah, no, can't do it. So, <laughs> um, and we're talking about Lisa. That's who they surprised.
1: Lisa, Lisa right after she went off.
0: Oh, and after I'm she surprised. went off on the brat? Yeah, no. Because first of all,
1: next uh-uh. Day, next day, they went to our house with all these kids no. and started. We
0: tried so, to give you a surprise. You didn't want it. You clown when we gave you a surprise.
1: Right. Me and you would have had a conversation. I said, baby, how you feeling about that? You know, what did I do wrong? You know, oh, I got you. I won't do that no more. I didn't know. And then me and you can go out because what you will not do, And I'm taking it to our ancestors, and I say ancestors, you will not get out in public and show out with me.
0: No, you will not disrespect me. Because the that whole scene was not just disrespectful to her sister, it was disrespectful to everybody on the panel. Because when they tried to calm it down, she was yelling at them.
1: I stopped watching this show.
0: Yeah. But
1: to the other women.
0: Exactly. But I'm going to go, we've all, well, we're going to end this topic because we've already given her far too much of our time. Thank you so much, Frida, for calling in on this. And I will talk to you in a bit. In fact, when I wrap up the show, I'm going to give you a call because that's what we do. Talk to you later.
1: Love you.
0: Okay, so... That's been the show. Thank you all for hanging with me. As you heard, um, I am promoting a special by Bedroom Candy, and that is Bedroom Candy by Bubbles and Honey. You can look at the website at www.bkparties.com backslash five two two nine i am also going to leave that information in the comments as well with some instructions because there are some exclusive offers from the honeybee who is the consultant for bedroom candy by uh, bubbles and honey where you can get lots of your boutique bedroom items taken care of and that includes bath and body as well that is bk by bubbles and honey and again The link will be in the comments. Otherwise, I will talk to you all soon. Please like, follow, and subscribe. We still have lots more great content coming up. I'm about to do my weekly wrap-up of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Then we're also going to... Uh, do a weekly wrap-up of some of the more serious news items because, as you know, I like to give you all the full spectrum of what's going on out there. And uh, I just, as always, appreciate that you hang in there with me because we are having a great time building this podcast and I am excited to take that ride with you. Remember to follow me on all social media platforms. They are in the comments section, or I'm sorry, in the information section. My Instagram and Twitter is Let's Be Honest JJ, that's L-E-T-S-B-E-H-O-N-E-S-T-J-J for Just Jonda. You can also join in on the daily fun at the fashion and drama diaries on Facebook which again is in the information section you just grab that link and join the page and you know, reach out to me, because I love getting news stories from you all. Some of the things that we talk about are absolutely news stories from other people. The Lisa Ray one was certainly one that uh, someone else sent to me, because as you probably got, I'm not really interested in her. But um, yeah, I, I just thought that it was an interesting story to discuss, just, you know, just generally, and also to get my girlfriend on the line, which is always fun. So, other than that i want you all to be careful be safe stay inside and stay blessed and remember if you want to talk about it i probably want to talk about it with you so let's be honest together good night